Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Steph here. Delighted to have you join me on the Just For Today podcast. This week's episode, Oh, I'm excited to talk about this week, but if you're watching me on YouTube, it's a beautiful English winter's day here and you'll be able to see the sun coming in round behind me. It's just glorious. It's minus six today. It was this morning. It's probably warmed up a little bit now, but it's just one of those beautiful, crisp winter's days where the sun's shining, but it's cold and you're wrapped up warm, but it's just a lovely day. A lovely, lovely day. How very British of me to start the podcast talking about the weather. It's what we do, right? It's what we do. Anyway, I was chatting to a couple of my really good friends a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about our age. So I am 48, holding on to that a few more weeks and I'll be 49. And some would consider that we are midlife, right? If we look at the age that the average person is expected to live now, well and truly midlife. And I have never been more aware of the fragility of life than I am now. So what do I mean by that? Well, of course, I'm aware that life is short for some people and that um, we're all going to die at some point, that we all know that to be fact. That's, you know, what do they say? There's two things guaranteed. You're going to pay taxes and you're going to die. Oh, what a cheerful subject. <laughs> But me and my couple of friends were talking about this fragility of life that we become super aware of as we get older. Like in your 20s, you just think to yourself, oh my God, I'm 20, I'm 22, I'm 25 or whatever. I've got forever. You know, I am young, I am vibrant. And each time you go into another decade, I don't remember ever thinking the way I think until I got into my 40s. And it was probably as my body started started to shift through the perimenopausal phase as well that I started to notice that I'm aging and aging. I hate that word. You know, you you all know that I have a passion about words. Aging is one of those words, isn't it? That's applied to women because we're supposed to be anti-aging and putting anti-aging products on and all of that bullshit. Um, But, you know, in true sense of the word, each day we are aging or shall we say maturing? We are maturing. And I don't think I've ever been more aware of that because things are changing for me. My body's changing. Putting my knickers on is a little bit more tricky. I have um, some back issues at the moment that I'm working through. Um, aches and pains. My food react. My food reacts differently to my body. Food reacts differently to my body now. And you just all of a sudden become aware that things are changing and that actually you're in a different phase of your life now. Now, if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s, I highly doubt you are listening, actually, if you're in your 20s, to be honest. Um, But I'd love to know if you are, because I think I generally attract women of a similar age to me or maybe slightly younger than me, um, certainly 30s, 40s and above. 
Um, I'd love to know if you are listening and you're in your 20s because that would be a huge win and I could sort of tell my sons that they can shut up because they think I'm well old. So if I've got younger listeners, I'd be well chuffed with that. But whatever, let's keep moving forwards. And I've lost my train of thought now because I was talking about 20-year-olds. But I, I don't remember being in those age groups and worrying about or thinking about getting more mature but I really do notice it now and we were having this discussion me and my friends and actually both of them said that they've experienced anxiety around getting older because there are times when life gets very serious I've recently been sorting out lasting power of attorneys for a parent me and my husband have been talking about um, doing our wills this year and a networking meeting this week somebody there who deals with family law and all of this lovely stuff said that we should all have lasting power of attorneys from the age of 18 because we become 18 and we become legally responsible for ourselves and actually what would happen if we were not in the capacity to make decisions for ourselves once we're over that age and who's going to be the person to do that for us and all of that stuff and all of these conversations start to happen when you get older. You don't think you're going to die in your 20s unless reality deals you, reality d- deals you, is that the word? Yes, a harsh card, a difficult card, shall we say. Then you may have a, a you know, a moment of re- reality bites, but uh, most of us in our 20s don't think about that time we just think ages and a lot of time we're we're thinking about having children in our 20s and 30s so we're planning for that maybe we're getting married maybe we're buying property or renting property or growing up and moving out of the parental home the last thing we're thinking about is end of life or what might happen but for the the two of my good friends that I was chatting to they have been experiencing anxiety around this getting panicked having that real anxious feelings around getting older and it's a subject that we got into quite a deep conversation about because we don't know what's coming do we I wanted to talk today about managing anxiety if you have a fear of the future because anxiety is all about the fear of the what if and it can be anything but the reason it I've decided to talk about this today is because the conversation I have with my friends kind of sparked this. So it doesn't necessarily have to resonate with you that you have this fear of aging or maturing or getting older or what may be coming. But if you are experiencing a form of anxiety because of what may be happening in your future, it doesn't have to be getting older, although you will be, um, then, then this will be for you. Because anxiety um, can really dominate and really rule your life. And it can be, for some, completely debilitating. It can stop them from functioning on a day-to-day basis because the whole point of anxiety is is that response your body is sending you is to freeze, is to, well, there's, there's fight, flight, or freeze. That is the response. That is the, the primal response that we all experience as humans when we are perceived to be in danger. And danger could be something that's coming, that we think is coming. You know, often we find ourselves thinking too far ahead and getting ourselves into a bit of a pickle because of it. And that's an anxiety response. I know I've done it in the past when um, my sons were going to be going driving somewhere long distance. And I would potentially worry about that. Or they're going to go out drinking in town on a weekend. And I would worry about that. And in the past, 
things that my children have done, and I will just put in here most of my anxiety that I experience is because of my kids, not blaming them, but I'm just saying it's probably the source of my anxiety because of the fear of what if. And that is probably programmed because of things that have happened in my lifetime. Um, it's also things that we read and we see, isn't it? So um, I genuinely don't worry about the what ifs, if anything other than my children, really. Um, but it can be really because anxiety also gets in bed with insomnia. And uh, the worst cases that I've experienced is not being able to sleep because of worrying about one of the kids and then um, being so, so tired as a result of that. And you kind of go through your days like a complete zombie because you can't sleep because you can't relax. And then when they finally do come in or you know that they're home and safe, then you can decompress for that. In my experience, I'm just talking about my experience with my kids. It's only when the the unconscious mind perceives us to be back in a safe zone again that the body can start to decompress. But anxiety can be really, really uncomfortable. I just feel so uncomfortable when it's going through my body because what's happening is it's kicking off that fight, flight or freeze response, which pumps adrenaline through the body because it's preparing you for the worst. And that could be that you have to fight or it could be that you have to run as fast as you possibly can. So that adrenaline starts pumping. Do you remember, I've just had this visualization of when um, we were little girls, me and my sister, and it would be bedtime and my dad would say, right, it's time for bed. And we'd start to go up the stairs and then he'd start chasing us. And your legs move so quick that you almost trip over yourself on the stairs because you are like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he would be chasing you up the stairs. And yeah, that feeling of like diving into bed and getting under the covers that you're hiding to, to feel safe again. Don't know why that just popped into my head, but it did. But the adrenaline response that's going through your body is the opposite of what we need to feel at peace and in harmony. What we need are lots of really lovely hormones pumping through us to feel at peace and in harmony. Oxytocin, you know, all those beautiful emotions. The oxytocin effect is that feeling you get when you see someone that you love or that goosebumply feeling. That's the oxytocin. That's what calms the nervous system, but it can't work in, um, in alignment. That's the word I'm going to choose. It can't work alongside... Um, adrenaline one knocks the other one out adrenaline will always knock it out so if you're um, thinking about wanting to feel safe as a woman and you're in childbirth what we need is lots of oxytocin and what we don't need is adrenaline present because then the body can kick in and do the natural thing hey but I digress so when we're feeling anxious adrenaline floods our body which then means we can't rest and sleep because we don't have those hormones kicking around in the system because the body wants you to fight or flight And there is the freeze part as well. And I liken freeze to when your computer shuts down because there's something bad happened to it. There's like the blue screen or there's just, you know, you glaze over and there's nothing, there's no lights on, um, but people are home, that type of thing. Um, So we can't rest. So it's almost like when you're getting into that anxious state, the body is working to to get you out of that state. It's, It's kicking in, all the hormones are kicking in, but... In most cases, anxiety is happening because of an imagined issue of something that we're fearing. It's not, in many cases, what's actually in front of us. So when we go back to thinking about the fear of aging or maturing, fearing it will make it a much more difficult experience than actually living in the moment and living in the present. So 
with any type of anxiety, sometimes it needs a lot more work than this. I'm, I'm going to give you some ideas and tools and techniques to work with it. But in many cases, you do need to do some deeper work on this because the fear of maybe um, happening because of things that are in your lifetime live so far. But how I've managed my anxiety in the past alongside therapy is I have um, used the just for today mantra. And this is where it all comes from for me. This is why the just for today mantra is so important to me. Because when I was escalating or catastrophizing about what if I couldn't be in the present, I was so busy thinking about what might happen and how I'm going to react and what we have to do as a result of what may happen. I wasn't here. I wasn't present. I wasn't in a um, state of a of alertness or awareness. It was just I was existing in this state of panic. I was also exhausted. So then I was tired and walking around like a complete zombie existing. All I was doing was just surviving each day. I wasn't thriving in any way, shape or form because anxiety had taken hold and was keeping me in a perpetual state of fear and panic of what if. I was really catastrophizing. I really could just, I mean, I was talking to um, a client the other day, or was it a friend? I can't remember. But we were talking about an anxiety of hers. And it went from this tiny little seed of doubt to an oak tree in about five seconds. We started here and we landed over here with an oak tree of what might happen. And it was like, well, hang on a minute. How on earth did we get to the oak tree so quickly? Let's take a few steps back and let's break this cycle because there's no guarantee that the oak tree is going to be there. It's a seed of doubt and it's showing up for a good reason. It is your body, it is your mind saying we need to be prepared for this because this may happen. There is no way that we can ever really be prepared for the worst case scenarios that we may or may not have to experience in life. But the unconscious mind is going to do its very, very best to get us ready for that. We have control of that. We can break that cycle. And I was telling the ladies on Pause and Reconnect this week what I do. And when I feel that spiraling beginning to happen, I literally visualize the um, Britain's Got Talent X. You know, the one that goes as they don't like the act that's on the stage. I visualize that. Sometimes I tell myself to shut the fuck up because I can hear the noise just going panic, 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 panic. I kind of break the cycle. Distract is really, really important in this scenario. I wouldn't ever say distract, continue, distract, continue, distract, because some things are here and they're showing up and need to be worked through. But in this moment, when you're um, spiraling out of control, I hit the X button. I tell myself to shut the fuck up and then I distract myself and bring myself right back to the present. And I start with, what can you see? What can you hear? What can you feel? What is right in front of your nose right now? And then I go with the just for today mantra. Now I could wake up in the morning and if I know that I'm going to have a day where I'm feeling anxious and this hasn't happened to me for actually a number of years now because my children are all older and I've worked through a lot of the stuff. But this is what I was doing. I would wake up in the morning and I would say to myself, just for today, I am going to do my gratitude. Just for today, I'm going to notice all the things around me that are safe. Just for today, I choose to see the beauty in 
whatever my day looked like. And you can see what I'm doing here. I am focusing on the just for today because that is what we are guaranteed right now. We aren't guaranteed without sounding like doomsday tomorrow. We aren't guaranteed anything other than what's right in front of us right now. And it is what kept me grounded and it is what kept me safe and kept me from that perpetual cycle of fear and panic and my body being completely overwhelmed with being flood with continuous adrenaline because of the state of panic I was in. Because this subconscious thought, we're in danger, we need to either get out of here or we need to fight this lion whatever it perceived danger to look like you know the unconscious isn't rational it doesn't make sense so it doesn't know the difference between a saber-toothed tiger and your child getting in the car and driving this is the same thing it's the same it's danger as far as it's concerned and it will react exactly the same that is what kept me sane whilst I also went to therapy and worked through some of the issues that I had because they were irrational they were fears that were without were were without my control, without my control, out of my control. And living in that moment did me no favors whatsoever. I wasn't living. The more attention you give to what may happen, imagine it on a cinema screen. Imagine two pictures and one is your reality and one is the what if. And if you're constantly looking at the what if and not looking at your current picture, the what if picture gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger And what do you do to current day? You shrink it down to a tiny little pebble in the corner of the screen. And that becomes null and void and not important because you're constantly watching on that screen anything that could potentially go wrong. And you're supersizing it. You make it feel so real that it completely consumes you. So to work with it, we we can pinch that screen down like you do on your phone. Pinch it down and make the other picture bigger by focusing on the here and now. So if you ever find yourself in that state of panicking about the future, fear of the future, feeling that anxiety response in your body, I hope that what I've said today is helpful to you. So just for today, I just love those words so much. Just for today, what can you see? What can you hear? What can you smell? Use your senses. It really grounds you into the here and now. And if it's a cold day, like I'm video, where I'm videoing today and recording from today, get outside and feel the temperature on, the, on your skin. Just for a moment in time, it brings you into reality. If it's a warm day, get out and allow the temperature to permeate your skin. Touch something outside, touch the grass, touch a plant, touch a tree, touch something. Get your senses engaged in the here and now, because I promise you, promise you, promise you, it will help you. It will get you back into now. It will distract your mind enough to slow down that merry-go-round of anxiety that is taking hold and taking control. I hope this has been really helpful for you. If you are living a life of perpetual fear and panic, I can help you with that. I work one-to-one, both in person, so if you're local to me in the Chelmsford, Essex area, and I also work online. I have clients in other parts of the world it works really, really well online as well. I would love to support you in 2024 to release yourself from the noise in your head and to get back into the present and stop fearing your future because that just doesn't make for a very 
happy life at all. So I'm going to leave you there. It's been lovely to be with you today and I will see you or speak to you again soon. Take care. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses. See what you see, hear what you hear, and feel what you feel. And really notice what is right in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.